2: The podcast. So here we go again talking about sex today. We are talking about sex. Shayla is here to lay it all on the line. She's 30 years old and says she is fed up. She's frustrated because she has never had sex. Now, some of you might think, what's wrong with being 30 and a virgin, especially if you've never been married? Well, there are many others who think that being a virgin in 2010 and 30 years old is taboo. That's how Shayla feels. She wants to have sex, but she hasn't.
3: I wrote into The Oprah Show because I realized why I'm a 30-year-old virgin. It's because I am terrified of relationships. I've never, ever been in love. I've never had sexual intercourse with a man. No. No. I shut men out a lot, but they don't know it. I'm very slick with it, though. (laughs) And when they start calling more and want to see me more, oh, you know, I'm busy. Busy, kind of busy. I'm not busy doing anything. I'm a control freak when it comes to me. I do not drink. I don't smoke. I pass on the dessert. When I was 13, my mom passed away. Boom, my life changed. My dad just couldn't cope. He was not himself again, I saw women coming out of nowhere because he had this desire for sex. I saw how he just used them and he put them down when he didn't want to be bothered. I watched, I was very observant as a child and so I told myself, oh oh no, there is no way that, that, that that woman is going to be me. I'm tired of being a controlled, 30 year old who can't let go enough to enjoy sex and to enjoy a man's company for what it
0: is and then move forward. Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind, like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why Captain, at Delta, our multiple... people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing.
2: Well, for many women, virginity isn't just about a lack of sex. It is a much deeper issue, a lack of intimacy, a lack of connection. And for Shayla, it is also, as you heard her say, about control. We also heard from Carmen, who says that she's embarrassed to be a virgin at thirty one.
4: Carmen. Oh my God. Hi. I'm sorry, I'm like. Oh my goodness. I'll stay in bed as long as I possibly can. It's kind of like my escape, my little cave. That's what I call my room, my little cave. I can stay in my pajamas. I can not have to deal with the outside. I've uh, never been in a relationship, never been with anybody intimately. So the feature film would be Carmen starring in the 31-year-old virgin. The thing that's standing in my way is me. <laughs> is me. It's uh, how uncomfortable I am in my own skin. I feel my body is just gross. Um, you know, uh, it's almost like um, like a fat suit that I can't get off. I don't weigh 300 pounds, nor do I weigh 250 pounds, though. I'm pretty close to three, and that's disgusting every day i get up you know and i try to put a positive spin onto what the day is going to be like and then i see that <laughs> my mirror i'm still the same i'm still the size i've uh, never been intimate with anybody and i know that i'm i'm part of the reason why cuz there's girls out there i know who are heavy who you know are married, who have boyfriends, who are active. And I just can't see myself being like that. To have someone look at me like this, I I would rather right now just be alone.
2: So Shayla and Carmen are both here. Why did you want to be here today?
4: I'm tired of being locked up in my room. Mm -hmm. There's no life in that room. Mm -hmm. But I'm too scared Mm -hmm. to go out there Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Live.
2: <laughs> but this isn't really, or is it real? This isn't about sex.
4: Honestly, it's a little bit about sex. It's more about the skin that I'm in, my, my body. My, I'm very self-conscious. I, I guess self-esteem is pretty low. Why did you write it, Sheila? I knew it would take your show
3: to yank me out. Mm-hmm. I was, I have brick walls surrounding me, mm-hmm. and I knew that, I would have to confront a lot of the issues that kept me so closed. It's fear. It's fear
2: to live, to love, to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Well, last month, we flew both Carmen and Shayla to Chicago to meet with our sex therapist, Dr. Laura Berman. Dr. Berman discovered Shayla's intimacy issues started when her mom died suddenly when she was 13. So before we go into the tape, I just want to talk to you. Hi. Hi. That this is, this is, you know, the title of the show is A 30-Year-Old Virgin, but your your inability to connect or your inability to feel comfortable in your own skin, sex would be the manifestation of that comfortability. So it's much deeper than sex. It
5: always is, which is why I love my job. Sex is never just about sex. It, It never is. And certainly for these guys, It was about the fears, the fears, universal fears, not just for these two virgins, fears that all women have. They're just to the extreme here, body image, having your heart broken, being abandoned, self-esteem issues, you know, all of those things we all struggle with. In their cases, it was. okay.
2: before we see Shayla's tape, can you tell me, when did did the shift happen in our country that being a virgin is a bad thing?
5: When, when did that happen? Well, I, you know, and I sort of... I, I agree with you to, one ex- to some extent that, that it's not necessarily bad. And there are all sorts of reasons why women remain virgins. Some is because of religious or moral reasons. and And some women are virgins in 30 and totally fine with that. But for these two, it wasn't okay. I think in terms of our society, it's been a gradual shift. Certainly even since I've been working in this field over the past 20 years, it's been escalating. So our thresholds have gotten lower and lower. And so the virginity issue plays into that because if you're a 30-year-old virgin, people think either you have crazy stuff that happened to you and you're going to have too much baggage with you, right. or they're scared to take your virginity because then you're going to be all attached to them and your friends judge you. And it's hard. It's, there's a lot of judgments running around, most of which are unnecessary.
2: So Dr. Berman discovered that Shayla's intimacy issues started when her mother died suddenly when she was 13.
5: Your mom told you everything, basically. But she didn't tell you that she had cancer. No. I hated her for that. Yeah. Yeah. I I can understand that. So did you ever, were you ever able to say goodbye to her? Mm,
3: No. Last thing I said to her was, I love you.
5: You didn't have a chance to say, Mom, what were you thinking? Why didn't you tell me? You weren't even believing until you heard she was gone that she might go, right? Yeah. I mean, you hadn't even gone there. No. I would be really pissed at my mom. I was. And
3: I I remember screaming. I was mad at her. Mm -hmm. I was mad at God. Mm -hmm. How could you take my mom? You know I need her. How soon did the other women come around? Months. Months. Maybe three to four months. And then... And what happened? And that so, was I was blindsided. I can imagine. Yeah, it made me sick because I thought, "Damn, twenty years of a great marriage that my that my parents had, and in three or four months, my mm-hmm. mother's replaceable." Wow. So, were you mad at him
5: for replacing oh,
3: her? Yeah, mad. There is isn't a word f- for what I felt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I was. And the way it I must felt have like felt. it was because sure. I would see to expressed to me. He's still in love with my mom, but he needs somebody to have sex with him. How old were you when he's saying this to you? Well, um, what, 13, 14? Mm-hmm. He needs somebody to have sex with him. He needs somebody to fill sort of that sort of companionship role. He mm-hmm. needs to get his rocks off. That he needs to have women in his life. And as much as that hurts you, that is not going to prevent him from doing it.
5: All right, so your dad, who is your best buddy, this great guy the ideal father, if he can betray my mom, at, you know, and they had the perfect relationship, what can I count on? Me. That's it.
2: Dr. Berman has been working with Shayla and Carmen for over a month now. So how is Shayla's past, as it does for everybody, so you can let that go, how has that prevented her from having an intimate relationship.
5: Boy, in so many ways, wouldn't you say, Shayla? Yeah. That for... But what is so fantastic is she can articulate yeah. it so well. Yeah. She gets it. She really gets it. They both do. Um, and, you know, so she not only lost her mother and felt betrayed by her mom because she, her mom didn't tell her she was sick, but she also felt betrayed by her dad, who then went off with, you know, and had all these women coming in and out of the house and honestly was telling her way too much at way too early of an age. And there was this implicit message. he liked these women, but he didn't have a tremendous amount of respect for them. And he was always telling Shayla, whatever you do, don't be like these women. So she's been carrying around this idea of what those women are, and for fear of becoming that, just locked herself in her house.
2: But it's so interesting how we all manifest differently Mm -hmm. and process information, because depending upon the kind of personality that Shayla had or how, who she was before this all happened, she could have done the exact opposite. She could have been you know, out in sex the street, having sex with everybody—that would have been another way to process that that information. You it's see the, that, right?
3: It is. It's the same thing. I, I've I put a lot of judgment on promiscuous girls. Oh, I would never be that girl. Right. But I realized that that is the way that it manifested for them to try to gain control. Yeah. They just chose to do it through several partners, and I and I I chose to control it by not. Having it by not engaging. Very smart, girl. You
2: are very very
0: good. Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind, like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good
5: afternoon.
2: Which is
0: why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing.
2: Well, over the last month, sex expert Dr. Laura Berman has been working intensely with both of these women to uncover what's really holding them back. And what's interesting is whether you're having sex or not having sex, we can all learn more about connection and inti- intimacy through their stories. Here's Carmen in a therapy session with Dr. Berman.
5: I wanted to kind of hear what brought you here.
4: Um, just my age and my lack of experience. Is it not being <laughs> in a
5: relationship or not having had sex? Both. OK.
4: I feel like a loser, like. All the friends that I have, you know, they got married, had kids, and here I sit at 31, and I have had one maybe kind of boyfriend, and that's it. Would you want to be in a relationship? I would love to be, but I just don't feel like I warrant anybody wanting to be with me.
5: When was the most recent guy <laughs> who did try to reach out to you and pursue you and who you shoved off, because imagining it couldn't possibly be real.
4: There's a a guy right now, actually, for a couple months now. How'd you meet him? He actually spoke to one of my brothers and asked for my number. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So my brother- Why would he do that? (laughs) I honestly thought he was just playing games.
5: Just, like, being making fun of you yeah, or something? Yeah, just kind of
4: like, you know, let's try to entertain the fat girl. That's what I always feel like. So, so. does it seem you've been <laughs> communicating with this guy for a couple of months, you Mostly said? through text, and we had arranged to, like, go out once mm-hmm. or twice, and I will admit it was my fault. I got nervous, and I got scared, and I kind of blew him off. What's the worst thing that can happen? Worst thing that can happen is that we get to that point where we're, you know... And where you're what? We're about to have sex basically. Okay. And I'll have to be naked. And all my jiggly parts just be like and it would just turn him off like ill. He would like scream like, Oh my God, that's you know, disgusting and then just kinda leave. Never Would again. you feel any worse than you feel now? I think I would. Worst case, yeah. It's like, well, wow, you know, if I if I if I grew the nerve to actually get to that point, and then someone were to just, like, reject me.
5: So your fear, both of those fears end up in the same place. Yeah. Where you're alone. Yeah. And that's, that seems really scary and sad to you. What what are the tears for? What, what are you feeling?
4: I just feel like a hopeless, like, like, it's just hopeless. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes I just don't want to, like, why
2: bother? Carmen, this doesn't feel to me to be about sex at all. It appears to yeah. just from what I've heard. And no. I've heard just what y'all have heard. <laughs> Uh, it feels to me that this is a self-esteem yes, issue.
5: Yes, absolutely.
2: This is not a self-esteem no. issue.
5: No, no. And, they, and they manage very differently. Shayla could go on dates and is very outgoing and articulate in, in her dating world. Yeah. And, and, and uh, <laughs> right? And, and Carmen is this quiet riot. She's extremely articulate, but she won't let her voice be heard. And she won't put herself out there because she's so convinced that people will be judging her. Like, why are you even bothering? She's so convinced that she's disgusting. So,
2: what do you think is at the root of your weight issue?
4: Um, it's actually it started about like 19. I um, discovered I had it's polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. and uh, what is that? It's a it's a hormonal like condition. Um, I know I noticed the weight mostly, like my. Sorry, like, my period stopped coming. Uh-huh. And you didn't say period. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <God>. OK. Um, <laughs> I, they just stopped coming. And then little by I was just gaining weight rapidly. In, like, a nine-month period, I went from, like, a size 10 to a size 18. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, doctors would just kind of blow me off, like, oh, you're eating too much. and. You know, I was like, I know it's not my diet. Something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I just shut down since then. I was just like, I was convinced, it's like.
2: Yeah. And I know what. The, then what happens is you're so frustrated by it that you eat to make yourself feel better, and then you gain weight, and then yeah. you feel bad about that. So then you go eat to feel better mm-hmm. that
5: you feel bad. Yeah. See, part of it was, it was a vicious circle with the eating because she went, she finally got the diagnosis for polycystic ovarian syndrome. She tried a medication when she had a side effect. She just gave up and never went back to the doctor, never continued treatment. And this was more than a decade ago, right, that you were diagnosed with this. So part of my work with Carmen was getting her to the place where she was ready to mobilize herself, to start taking the reins of her life and her health.
2: Yeah. Well, earlier we learned what's at the root of Shayla's intimacy problems: her mother's death and her father's promiscuous behavior afterwards. Dr. Berman dug even deeper with Shayla.
5: You haven't even been dating, girl. Yeah, you have not I Not even dipped your in. Because toe a lot in. of dating is a bunch of bull.
3: Hi, I'm cute, and you have to have your, you know, dibble dabble. And my friends go, well, flirt. Flirting is part like. Oh, hi. I'm presenting something and learning how
5: to touch men why and do that, all those why little is things. That's so scary, stupid. To you. Is that what those women did? Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. How yeah. you make sure you're not going to be one of those girls by just not even dipping a toe in? Because that's much easier than, yeah. So what's the point? You might as well just stay in your house. Dr Berman, see, you get it. <laughs>
3: So you know what to do on a date. Mm-hmm. I can deal with the date part. But when it comes to intimacy and sex,
5: that stuff makes me like, so I don't know what I'm doing. So you knowing what to do to him or him knowing what to do to you? Both. And do you know what to do to you?
3: Do I know what to do to me?
5: Yeah, I mean, do you ever self-stimulate? Yeah. Have you- yeah. I think it's a team
3: sport. I'm sorry. like. this something <laughs> that's hard to
5: talk about?
3: Who no. talked to you about sex? Yeah, I mean, I learned about your period, but not about, like... What? You know, like, masturbating. No. Look at your face. No. Like, nobody can't teach that. There's no
5: course. Is it? I give courses. (laughs) I'll
2: give you a book.
5: But yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not gonna do that, Doctor. You're not gonna do what? No, I'm not gonna take some book. Oh, God. Why not? What's wrong with masturbating? How are you ever going to have sex? How's anyone else going to like your vulva if you're not familiar with it?
3: I don't know. Because they're used to doing
5: it.
2: (laughs) All right, America, here comes the vulva talk.
5: I know you love the vulva. <laughs> the vulva I know talk. what it is yes. now, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she learned.
2: <laughs> I, I, I love that you would know what it is now.
3: Yeah, I,
5: didn't, I, was, I was like, "What's well, a vulva?" She's like, "Get to know your vulva, huh?" Uh-huh. What? I <laughs> mean, I was like, you know, "You'll learn what that is, as well as some other things too." Well, I also
2: think when it comes to masturbation, if you've never masturbated and you're 30 years old, you feel like a loser. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've never touched yourself, I mean, you managed to get to be 30 and you never touched yourself what? in that way. But it's also about for me the good girl.
3: Good girls aren't masturbating. Well, they are now. They are now. <laughs> but I mean, no, but really, but when but when we were doing that session, yes. you know, that that's not what we were told. And that's been the beautiful thing about my journey here is just discovering pleasure. What pleasures you? What makes you feel good?
5: I never asked those questions.
2: Of yourself?
3: Of myself? No. Yeah. Or, or owned, thought you uh, deserved no. to feel right. pleasure. Right.
5: She's owning the right. fact that you can be a nice girl and sexual at the same time, and mm-hmm. she had never really connected those two. They were separate entities in her mind.
2: And also what she said earlier, I always thought it was a team sport. Yeah, well, because there's
3: part of me, okay, when you talk about the mechanics of it, I just feel like, shouldn't somebody else be here? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Well, not with your
2: But But, so what happened is, Shayla met one of Dr. Uh, Berman's favorite things. (laughs) Which I will not be having on the Favorite Things show. (laughs) Okay. After a full day of therapy, Dr. Berman gave Shayla and Carmen some homework. My two virgin
5: girls. So uh, who should we do first? Let's do Carmen. I'm going to get you some referrals to okay. three different specialists, okay? okay. I want to get you in to see uh, an endocrinologist who has experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I want you to see a nu- uh, medical nutritionist. And I'm going to get you a referral for a psychiatrist to evaluate to see if uh, depression is a factor here, okay? Okay. And also, I'm going to set you up with a stylist who's going to give you a little mini makeover so that you can boost your confidence because you are going to contact that guy. Okay. Text, email, call, I don't care how you contact him, but you are going to invite him to coffee and you are going to meet him there and actually go without making excuses. Okay. So Ms. Shayla... What I'd like you to do is write a letter to your mom and to your dad separately, telling them about the anger and the sadness that you feel or still feel. Okay? Next, I'm going to give you this book. It's right back here. Okay? Real Sex for Real Women. And one time before I see you next. I'm going to have to masturbate. Yes, you and... are. Yeah. Dr. Perfect. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> You don't have to tell me the details, but guess what? Everybody does it. Okay, so the third assignment is that um, I am going to call on some of your girlfriends to arrange for an evening out. You will know nothing of what to expect, and your job is to (laughs) let, let go of the control, stay calm, stay present. Okay. So you both ready? Who has the worst assignment, you think? Me,
2: totally. <laughs> she she does. <laughs> you
5: gotta love your vulva if you want anyone else to. And I know you don't know what a vulva <laughs> is, but you will find out. I gotta find my vulva first.
2: <laughs> so tell us what that was like.
3: <laughs> well, it was great. It, w- it, was, it was scary in the beginning because I had to get past the judgment of it.
2: The judgment of yourself. The
3: judgment of me not deserving pleasure. Uh-huh. And once I did that and I relaxed, I, I created a little vulva soundtrack, got my music. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to ask, did, did you put
2: on some okay, nice music? Told her to go on yeah, a date with herself. go
3: on a date yeah. with myself. I took myself out and I relaxed.
2: Did y'all have a good time? (laughs) Wonderful time. Okay. What a wonderful time. (laughs) Okay. I think you're curd. You're curd. Anyway, Carmen's body issues have been holding her back for ten years.
5: I feel like if Carmen can get over the self-esteem issues Mm -hmm. and and, and the fear of being rejected, there's a crazy vixen inside there
4: ready to come out. Woo, Carmen. (laughs) (laughs)
2: because <laughs> <laughs> she's been buried for such a long yeah, time.
4: I-, I won't lie. If I were thinner, I probably wouldn't even be
2: here. When she says that, what does that mean to you? How do you translate that?
5: Well, you know, all, and, and Carmen knows this, too. There are many women, millions of women out there who are, are her size or larger who have tons of guys interested in them mm-hmm. and are in loving, long-term relationships. It's, it's not her size that is keeping men from her. It's her feelings about her size that is shutting her off from Correct. the outside world.
2: Right. So let's take a look at Carmen's trip to the stylus, part of her homework. Ashley Falcon is Marie Claire's plus size it girl and the brains behind the column, Big Girl in a Skinny World. Each month she gives tried and true fashion advice to full figure gals. We sent Carmen to Ashley's fashion closet to help her look and feel more confident.
5: Hi Carmen, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Ashley. Hi. How are you doing? Okay. You're okay? I'm I'm nervous. Well we're gonna see if we can make it really good
4: actually. I'm so excited. I hear we have sort of a fashion dilemma. We're not sure what to wear or how to wear it. Tell me a little bit about that. To get dressed in the morning is a hassle and it's uh, it's, it's not fun, it's not fun at all. I make sure that whatever I'm wearing is gonna cover my stomach, is gonna cover my arms, is gonna cover my butt. So I have to be honest, I just see a pretty girl who's a little bit bigger, kinda
5: looks a lot like me, same skin tone, I mean, I'm not the size that I wanna be right now. I'm not, it's that simple. But you know what, I still need to get up in the morning,
4: still need to go to work, and I refuse to be in a garbage bag, I just do.
5: I've gone out and got a ton of things for you. So it'll be really exciting. You have like a mini mall just for you. So why don't we go ahead and try some things on? Okay. I think you look fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much.
2: Wow. Carmen left with seven new outfits and headed straight to the Rita Hazan Salon in New York City for some hair TLC. What did that experience do for you?
4: I felt good, like, I, it's kind of corny because I almost felt like a little mini-celebrity, you know? I had someone pick out clothes for me and get my hair done. But uh, I know I'm a work in progress, so... A work in progress. <laughs> to combat Shayla's
2: constant need to be in control, Dr. Berman prescribed a night out planned by her friend.
3: I have zero clue about what we're doing. I have no control, no questions, no input at all. Shayla's not happy about that. Shayla likes to know what Shayla's doing.
2: Shayla's friend Tatiana remains tight-lipped about where they are going.
3: The where I'm going, I'm less concerned with. It's the who's gonna be there. That's most annoying not to know. I just hope it's not some corny strip club thing.
2: Tatiana set up a dinner with a few eligible men.
3: Hi, nice to meet you. you. Thank you. You Nope. nope, not drinking.
2: <laughs> Shayla then starts talking about her homework.
3: OK, so when I met with Dr. Berman, she said that I have to become more comfortable with sex and body parts and all that other kind of stuff. So, um, so my assignment is to masturbate and to report on that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you OK? You OK? I yes. never got that kind
2: of
5: excitement. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
2: homework. <laughs> As the night goes on, Shayla and Marlon appear to have some chemistry.
1: You think I'm smart, No, absolutely.
2: After dinner, they head off alone for a nightcap at a local bar.
3: Here.
5: Okay.
2: Was there any kind of chemistry or anything? He was a good friend. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Can I just say that, and I agree, I think in this case it wasn't a good match for lots of different reasons, but that's what she does. She's fine on the first date. She's great. But if it's going to go into a second or third or fourth date, then she just sidles up to the bar with them to watch football and, like, buddy buddies them up because that's a protection. She doesn't have to take it further emotionally or sexually that way.
3: But it's also harder because I
5: love sports. But that's OK. So I love the things that slide me into the friend zone. But you can watch sports and still have a sexual and romantic connection with someone.
2: Yes. OK, so was that a cocktail or a mocktail in your hand? That was a real cocktail. You really let loose. I was really? fierce. OK, so Shayla's hardest homework <laughs> assignment was to write a letter uh, to her deceased parents. After nearly 10 attempts, 10 attempts, yeah, and an emergency session with Dr. Berman, she was finally able to put her thoughts onto paper. And here's Mm. what she had to say, part of what she had to say.
3: Dear mommy, did you think about what I would have to endure when you left? Or did you just assume that daddy and I's life would just go on as normal? Because it didn't. It didn't. It, It sucked. It totally sucked. I felt like on some level that you should have told me and prepared me for the hell that was coming. Okay, Daddy, I just need to talk to you. You taught me the best of, of life. You taught me how to laugh. You taught me how to be strong. And you taught me how to endure and to not give up. And I'm sad that I gave up on the part of me that should be vulnerable and that should love. I'm sad that I gave up on that. I'm embarrassed that I gave up on that. (laughs) But you disappointed me. (laughs) You disappointed me, Daddy, because (laughs) I saw you Give the best of yourself to me. I saw that. And then when mommy died, you quit. And you've never loved like that since. Can I have a tissue?
2: Wow, that is so powerful. Bravo to you for being able to do that. I can feel that your uh, being able to write that letter, say those words to your father, is going to be. Um, a healing bomb for so many people watching who didn't have your issue of intimacy or connection. But it's about bringing closure to the past, being able yeah. to put that where it deserves to be and letting that go. Yeah. How helpful was that to you? It was, it was shockingly
3: helpful because I thought, I can write. I write well. I'm articulate. I thought that the letters would be easy. And when I had to sit and Talk to my mom, and she isn't there. And the most important people in my life are gone. That is the fact. And I can either choose to deal with it, to process it, and to move forward, or to stay where I was. And I was too afraid to move forward. Because where's your father now? He's, he died. He died too. Less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. So my, my identity as a woman was placed in my mother's hands. I didn't know who I was without her. She told me I was pretty, I was beautiful, I was
2: this or I was that. And so without that, I just was lost. Yes, and I think it's so important for, you know, I just felt that as a healing bomb for so many people because so many people, when they lose, whether it's you become a widow and yeah. you give up on love, or whether you lose in divorce mm-hmm. and then you give up and you don't love as much, for your kids, your inability to move forward and continue to show that love affects everybody. Affects everybody, not just you. Yeah. Really, brilliant, brilliant. Now back to Carmen. Earlier this week, we teamed up with one-on-one matchmaking and found four eligible men who wanted to meet her.
5: Hi, Carmen. Give me a hug. You look beautiful. beautiful. How are you feeling? Are you in a complete panic? Yeah. We have four guys who know exactly what you look like, and they're all interested. Okay, these aren't guys who are expecting you to be a size zero. Can you connect with the fact that you're the one in power tonight? Possibly, yes. Right there. (laughs) So I'm going to be watching, cheering you on. Okay. All right. Let's go.
4: Hello. Hello. How Hi. are you? Hi. Nice Hi. to meet, Hi. meet you. <laughs> you get to go back home often? Not as much. Not as much. But I traveled a lot. Now, do you speak Spanish?
5: Un poquito. Un poquito. Sí, si me conviene.
4: Oh, very <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> so, Elliot, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, what do you do on your
5: free time? Um,
3: I like to go out. You know, spend, you know, spend time with my family, friends. Do you have a?
4: a yes, I or do. A car um, or? I don't have a card though. You want
1: to write it on the back of that? I don't, I don't have a pen. I don't
4: have a pen, either. pen, pen, right here. That's a broom. It has thank a pen. You, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Aren't you proud of yourself? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, I'm actually quite surprised in myself that I actually did this. This is not something I would have done a month or two or even a year ago, but
5: I am proud of myself. Wow. You are really, nice. you're really putting yourself out there. I'll give you an A plus. All right.
2: <laughs> so you're out of bed. You're out. You're dressed. Your hair is done. You're looking good. <laughs> and my producers tell me one of the guys was in Chicago last night, and there was another date.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, he was in Chicago, I guess, on business. So uh, we met up for drinks yesterday. But how are you feeling now? <laughs> Um like I said before, it's still work in progress, but I feel better. Like I can actually go out and I have a I have arranged like a date for Tuesday also with. with the, the same person? No, it's a different guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah,
5: but that's <laughs> huge. Just to go on a date for Carmen is huge. I think that this, this journey that you're
2: on and this journey that you're on and could articulate so well, I think it's a lo- It you know, the journey to yourself when you've lost yourself, because that's really what's happened here. And I thought you articulated so beautifully how you stopped, how your father stopped, and then you all just sort of stopped, you know, yeah. after your mother died. But the journey to yourself, that's the journey that we're all taking.
5: It's a lifelong journey, it's absolutely. journey that
2: we're all taking to discover that. So I understand you went on another date, Ms. Shayla? I did, last night. Mm-hmm. Great time. Great, Great time. time. Oh.
5: I guess we might be moving to California just coincidentally. Who, that guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. That's right. You never know. Yeah. you never
2: know. This isn't a quick fix, though, but what progress have you seen Shayla and Carmen make?
5: I've seen huge progress. Both of them have opened their hearts and their minds to this process. They've taken huge risks for them, really put themselves out on a limb. And the bottom line is that for all of us, not only these two, but for all of us, especially for women, you need to know that everything you want, you can have for yourself. You don't have to depend on anyone else. You're not at the effect of anyone or anything else in the end. That if you want to take the reins of your life, you can create the love in your life that you most want.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Shayla. Thank you, Dr. Berman. Thanks, everybody. Bye. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening.
0: Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is afternoon. why at Delta, David, our people do people our best home. to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing.